coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Hello, boss babes. Welcome to Business Therapy, episode 20, moving beyond word of mouth marketing with Beehive Catering. You are going to love this episode. I am so excited you're here. First off, how are you doing? Every day, every day, we get to wake up and make the decision, what am I going to do to push this work forward today? And I think that is the thing that can be so exciting, but also so exhausting about going into business for yourself. You literally just make the choice every day. And honestly, I think the school system and the life system and the structure of basically how we've been taught to move through life doesn't set us up to succeed in this way of, you get through school by somebody telling you what to learn and then performing well on that certain test. You get through work by somebody telling you exactly what to do and then performing well on that. And then all of a sudden, you wake up one day, you decide you want to do this thing for yourself, and you choose every single day what it is you're going to do that's going to take you closer to your goal. Isn't that crazy? It really is. And I think that's been the thing that has been really difficult for me is continuously making that choice. Think how much time and energy I could have saved if I had just decided that this is what I was going to do no matter what. If I had just decided that I was qualified, that I was good enough, you save so much time and energy. I recently read this article on Forbes.com where they were talking about the three secrets of success. And one of them is you just stop questioning whether or not you're qualified to do the work. I want to invite you right now, maybe this is your day, to stop questioning it, to stop wondering whether you're qualified or not to do this work, to stop making yourself waste time and energy every single day deciding whether or not you're going to do this thing. You're here, you're listening. Let's do it. Let's do it, boss babes. I love this episode because it really gets into a little bit of higher level strategy, a little bit of higher level thinking. But at the end of the day, even that high level strategy and thinking gets us back down to the basics. John Briner of Beehive Catering. I have been working with Beehive Catering. You'll hear it as we get into the episode for a really long time. And it was so fun to get to know John a little bit better because I really hadn't talked to him in this capacity very much, but I felt like I had his vibe and kind of understood his personality. So it was really fun to get to know him. And you are going to learn so much from listening to this really high level businessman who just works with so much integrity and creates such an amazing product. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. So let's just get right into the episode. John here from Beehive Catering. And John, you're the best. Oh. What's your last name? Reiner. We absolutely, and I say we, but I mean me. I want it to be personal. Absolutely love Beehive Catering. And you know, it's so funny. I was trying to even remember the name before you did the name change. Oh, sure. That's good. I mean, that's good. Right? I mean, no, what was it? 
It was Mountain Vista Caterers. Mountain Vista. Oh, Isn't that yeah. funny? I couldn't even yeah, remember the great. name. So I'm like, good name change. Yeah. How many years did you operate as Mountain Vista Catering before you changed to Beehive Catering? I think it's about three before and then two since. So. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So good job on a successful name change. Yeah. Because that's hard. What made out. you decide to change? Part of like my email was really long, like John at Mountain Vista Catering. Like, okay. And then, I don't know. It's just too much to tell people on the phone. And then, mm-hmm. but just in terms of just brandability, wanted to horizontally spread out like Beehive Pizza, Beehive Provisions, Beehive oh. Bagels. Right? Like, I mean, I like all these yeah. brand names that I, oh, I, I really get passionate about this, but I don't think it fits with my catering brand. I wanted yeah. to spread everything out. And then it just made sense to have one word that's like in everything. Oh, I cool. love that. And, and your I was logo's kind of surprised great. it wasn't taken. Yeah. Yeah. Logo's big. And I, yeah, I wanted a logo that kind of drew everything together. And I couldn't get that with mom. I did a logo with my catering and it was just kind of fine. I mean, yeah. it's just good to like stop and like appreciate that because that's something that can cause people a lot of headaches, a lot of turmoil, a lot of decision. Was it something that you like hummed and had over or did you just kind of do it? Um, once I found the name Beehive, I was like, okay, good. Like I'm ready to pull the trigger. But it was before I was like, I don't know, like. Yeah. That's too weird or that's a different idea. Yeah. So when it was the right name, mm-hmm. when it was the right girl, you were ready yep, to settle down ready. to get married <laughs> exactly. for the special right yeah. person. For two years now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm really excited. So we use uh, Beehive Catering at all of our workshops. And I'm even going to tell you, we use Beehive Catering. And then I was like, oh, let's use some local restaurants, right? So I used some local restaurants and I was like, never again. (laughs) Really, we used like two restaurants and I was like, this is ridiculous. And we're going to be doing a workshop in Arizona in November. And one of the biggest problems is that we don't have you in Arizona. Like that's just my own personal, like I'm just not happy. And it's funny because I really care. Like when I'm hosting an event, I want the food to be delicious. Yeah. And I don't want people to be working so hard and being vulnerable and doing this hard work and then sit down to a disgusting lunch. And people talk about how good our food is, how good our snacks are. It literally just like levels everything up. So thank you for making me look good. (laughs) I really appreciate it. So tell me what you want to talk about because now we've talked about everything I want to talk about. (laughs) So yeah, so I haven't been that. I mean, we've had enough growth from word of mouth. Any marketing, we really haven't been that worried about. And then a, a couple months ago, I decided, you know, we like long term, like, yeah, things are going great, but like we need to just kind of dig in the roots a little bit. And you want get, more. Yeah. Right. I mean, he I'm, wants more. I don't, right, and I'm fine. Like, I'm living fine. I'm not like, yeah. N- you know, but mostly I just wanted for the health of business, I decided, you know, we need to have some, a little more than just, just probably coming in from word of mouth. Which is amazing because you've been doing business for five years. Mm-hmm. And what were you doing before this? So, okay. So I worked in, I like probably started restaurants, maybe 13, working in restaurants, maybe 13 years ago. I did it with culinary internships is when I started really working. And then I was working for a company. I would get contracted to do weird things or just like while I was working in restaurants, this guy approached me and said, hey, we really want to have employee meals at our office. We have two okay. employees. Can I hire you to just kind of figure that out, like figure out menus and design a kitchen? I said, oh, yeah, sure. That's like a fun job. And I don't know why you're picking me, but great. Yeah. And so I did that for him and kind of forgot about it. I would check in and still consult for them every, I think I came out for a summer once and went to grad school. Meantime, did other things, other projects, mostly with kind of sustainability. Yeah. What did you do? Grad school. Yeah, I was in sustainable food system. Okay, cool. So, and I was interested in kind of how to teach sustainability. Um, and so I like worked in grad school as working with classes and how to educate at the college level and high school level with local foods. That's so cool. 
cool. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so that so this company called Novatech was the one that had hired me. And then about five years ago, I heard that he was selling to this big Belgian company. And so I we we got in contact. I said, "What are you doing with that kitchen that I built?" He's like, "Nothing. If you want it, I'll sell it to you." No. So yeah, and he's like, "And I still have this other offshoot of like I'm keeping 100 employees with me, and I'll still buy lunch from you if you buy it." So I mean, he has a good deal. Yeah, but, that's awesome. And I'd already some of the stuff had degraded a little bit, but I kind of you know it's, it's still a good kitchen. We just upgraded a few things. And is that the kitchen you work out of now? Yeah. And that's over in South mm-hmm. yeah, Provo, right? Yeah, it's kind of the yeah. sort of mountain. Well, I used to work higher. at the old BYU oh, TV building, which was mm-hmm. is right by there. Yeah. Yeah, like, like very close. Like, okay. Yeah, stone's throw away. That's so cool. Okay, so that's amazing though, because you essentially got the building and got your first client. Yeah. Right? Like and all I in paid, the same. I got my free labor of making it, right? Like I someone else yeah. paid me to do that. So that's great. That's yeah, amazing. That's okay, so you start Mountain Vista Catering, now Beehive mm-hmm. Catering, and you have this client and your job is to figure out you get them lunch every day for their hundred employees. Yes. And they they wanted two options at least, right? And so we just kind of worked with that and but they were on site pretty much so we delivered to their conference rooms in these kind of offices. So that's how you started this business model because that's your that's your main bread and butter, it is, right? Yeah, it's still probably 80% revenue, right? Is, is delivering and not doing catering like for events like mine, but delivering lunch to businesses. Yes. Yeah. So we do average maybe 400 people a day. That's crazy. Wow. And it's all been word of mouth. Yes. I mean, yeah, I might like Yelp. I don't know. Yeah. Like basic reviews online, but yeah. Yeah. And then you would say the other 20-ish percent is catering jobs, mm-hmm. like what you do like for our workshop yeah. or do you and do weddings. weddings? We do a lot of weddings. So. Yeah. Okay. So where do you want to grow? So, I mean, the easiest, the easiest growth is more, I mean, I'm already doing the lunches. Like it's great to just grow another 25%. They're like, that's yeah. kind of free money in my, in a way. Whereas getting weddings is like, it's money, but it's also stress. Yeah. However, the weddings are this like really attractive thing where now that we do maybe 40 or 50 a year, that's like when we're actually seeing people, that's when we're interacting. Yeah. We have this value of having a wedding where it really brings in a lot more marketing, right? I mean, like it really brings so do that. You, do you Whereas with lunches, like- I don't know, people just kind of sit the box and they get it. It's not as... Yeah. And do you feel like if... um glamorous. Like you cater a wedding, then do you get more wedding and event yeah. clients or do you get some business lunch clients too? I don't feel like I have that much. Because I, people probably don't know. I wouldn't yeah, know. I wouldn't right. be somewhere and this food is delicious. Can I bring right. them to my office? And I always err on the side of weddings, especially. I always err on the side of keeping things very minimal and not, I don't want to be advertising at someone's wedding. I just kind of like yeah. against the rules in my book. I don't, other people kind of push it. And I, yeah, but I'm, do, I definitely, yeah. I definitely side on like, hey, yeah, if someone asked me about this, I will tell you, but I'm not going to advertise in any way. Yeah. I was paid so, for my services and yes, here are my services. Yeah. So, but, but people always ask, Oh, the, I, I got in touch from this mother of the bride and she told me to use you. Yeah. I don't think it crosses over that much to lunches, but I'm sure it, it doesn't hurt. I think it has a little bit, you know, yeah. people say, Oh, my wife works at this company and they buy lunches, but yeah, she uses you. So, but ultimately, cause it's interesting when I'm like, well, where do you want to see growth? And you're like, well, it would be easiest here, but yes. that doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I really feel both, right? I, I mean, yeah. You want to grow everywhere. I do want to, but I, those two, I mean, I yeah. do want to grow everywhere, but I think those two make the most sense to focus kind of half and half on. And then you have another cool thing. Do we want to talk about it? Or yeah, talk we about could. It? Yeah. Let's talk no, about should. it. Let's go into it. <laughs> that, it come, that stems from the idea, but there's a lot, of, it stems from a lot of different places, but yeah. one people saying, I want you to cater for this family reunion in Idaho. And I'm like, you don't want to pay for that. Like, You're it's, like I don't want to so go to much. Idaho. Yeah. And yeah. And to get a staff out there, like it's just not in your budget probably. Yeah. Right. 
and about, oh, I, that's sad. Like I want to be able to help people. And then the other one is I would like to have from the business side, it's kind of, it would be nice to have some, everything's so customized that we get these orders with this like really specific thing at this wedding on Saturday. Then we have this other really specific thing on Friday. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. So I'm like, what about if people, if people want a lower budget, $8, $7 price point, and we kind of want more regular catering where it's not so specific to this client, then yeah. So Beehive Provisions is- Where you're not catering to people. (laughs) How can they cater to my needs? The definition of the word. Yeah. Yeah, I can use that word. Yes. So we, I, I thought of this idea also because I had put together a few of these kind of uh, family reunion kind of type catering off the grid. We do weddings that are kind of like this as well in Moab. Yeah. We've kind of caught on in Moab. For some reason, we'll do a couple of weddings there a year. That's awesome. I have to bring most of the stuff kind of, it's it's tricky, right? I mean, it's yeah. a job to kind of figure out how that works. You totally. Yeah. So I had already kind of figured this stuff out. People wanted this. I wanted to make the same thing over and over instead of super customizing things all the time, at least for one re- revenue stream. So are you getting what the service yeah, is? The, so yeah. Yeah, let me. I, well, yeah, explain. I know so B High Provisions, the new uh, that we kind of did a soft rollout with. It's basically vacuum sealed meals for groups that you oh. you can take, throw in a cooler five days later, four days later, day later, throw it in hot, boil, at least like almost boiling water. Uh-huh. It's still a really good quality food, but it's just ready when you want it. And someone they're helping can just kind of throw these together. Oh, cool! And they that have some smart. things like I'm that. I'm thinking about Reese family camping. Oh, yeah. Trips. yeah, right. I yeah. can really use those. Yeah. yeah, and then so it's kind of in the and it's a little bit more on my terms and terms of it's just multiples of 10 and it's just yeah. like five menu items right yeah so you just say oh yeah i want those five menus because we're having five meals yeah and yeah it's 35 people so we'll just take 35 servings of everything yeah where it's not so much it's just kind of people can also yeah because no one can just go to my website and buy food because it's always so complicated with those kind of events but this yeah. is one that people could go in oh yeah i just want to buy 35 and pick it up on friday perfect so are you still wanting people to pick it up in person or could you ship it uh i haven't figured out shipping yet for now that's it's crazy the, i know my mind it, just exploded no, for big, right. I mean, it, it has the potential to, yeah. be, I mean, like the Blue Apron operation or where they're shipping everywhere. Like that's feasible. Yeah. I just would need to get probably a little different. Like the kitchen just has to be a little different, like uh, licensing and yeah. shipping would totally have to be something well, I don't and know I think about. Definitely the way to start it, you know, is the minimum viable product. The minimum viable product is what pick you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Is pickup is what you're doing. I can totally have a delivery route once a week, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be a thing that I'm sending one man out to Salt Lake and Lehigh and back would be fine. I've been watching Crest Club. I don't know yeah. if you with them. Uh-huh. So that's kind of how they started. They started pickup only. Yes. And then they started doing delivery to certain zip codes. And now they're just shipping, I think, to California and Arizona. California. But yeah, I've been talking to them a lot, actually. And it's interesting how complicated the shipping process is. So they can only open it one area at a time. But I think that's interesting because mm-hmm. they're saying like you, they're local. But yeah. they are slowly being able to expand and ship to help grow their business, oh. too. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's smart. Yeah. So my question is, this idea of the dinners for the family reunion or this big event, it's still like for an event. It's not like for every day. Yeah. Because yeah, when we've tried, I've tried to do that. And it this seems like the economies of scale haven't really worked. Yeah. That would be my question is like, have you tried to do, let's say that I wanted dinner from Beehive mm-hmm. Catering for my family mm-hmm. three nights a week. Uh-huh. And right, like, have you tried that model? Mm-hmm. I've tried it and I've, yeah. I've done it. It just, I, it seems like it's hard to get the price down where people... 
and I want it. And did you feel like, could you not get the price down? Cause I feel like that $8. Yeah, I couldn't get it there. But what, what could you get it to? More like 14. Okay. Cause what, what do you think it would have to be at? Yeah. I don't know. The food is definitely so good. So you know, I know you're paying the food for a more is so expensive good. meal, yeah. but it, yeah, it would be really convenient to have it. Honestly, the delivery was the hardest part, right? Cause like if yeah. I'm yeah. paying $15 an hour for someone that's kind of minimum for, I mean, I could, but, and then mileage on vehicles, like it's really hard yeah. to get. I just wonder, I would be interested. I'm just curious. Cause you've obviously tried stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious if with this same service with beehive provisions, mm-hmm. if I couldn't pick up provisions just for family dinner. Yeah. yeah. Like in a like five with like the yeah. five minimum, I think for sure we could, once we get the ball rolling on order. Yeah. Right. Because right? if I'm making that stuff all week, that's totally fine. That's easy to throw in. Right yeah. now it's like, uh, stop what you're doing and make five meals isn't yeah. working. So we'd kind of have to get the ball rolling where we were delivering or, you know, picking up if someone was picking up something every week could be easy to add on. Uh-huh. And then five would be that more that like target area where you or I would buy it as a yeah. consumer. So what do you think, Ashley? Because I'm interested because she's in the food space a lot. She works yeah. with a food app. You know, uh-huh. what do you think is you're like, what would be marketing options? I don't know. So one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about not advertising at events is do you have I don't even remember what the lunches we've had. Is there branding on the lunches? There's a is sticker. There like a sticker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the first yeah, the first thing I was thinking of is how could you people I mean, unless the client cares, I don't think I would ever notice if I was at an event, if I was... It's different if it's a wedding because yeah. you're thinking oh, yeah. of boxed lunches like yeah. for us, which is completely different. When you're right. doing a wedding, it's like yeah. chafing dishes. Boxed lunches rules. There's no rule. I think yeah. okay. I can throw a flyer in there if I wanted. I think yeah, you could, you, yeah, you could put anything in yeah. there. But yeah. just thinking about weddings. Yeah. Um, oh, so weddings specifically. Yeah, say, the one thing I have thought in weddings is not a big deal, but I think our actual employee dress could... Kind of like we, we could have some kind of sleeker, uh-huh. nicer chef coats with that beehive logo. I mean, we could do yeah. things yeah. that aren't in your face. Like here's a banner that I'm putting on your yeah. Or yeah. even um, I'm just newer friends with Ellen from Headland yeah. by Aprons. Yeah. So you Absolutely. were at the Instagram for yeah. the event getting those, like she does the custom aprons, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. you know, that could even so there's be. There's definitely branding options yeah. at the highest end of the wedding. There's branding options. Yeah. That yeah. could just make it feel more like a restaurant experience uh-huh. as long as it doesn't feel like a gimmicky. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my first thought is like, how can you subtly put your stuff out? there so people mm-hmm. can recognize the name and see it more yeah. and then also i mean i don't know if you'd want to but i feel like just running ads so people know about it yeah. because if you're trying to go to a wedding and not advertise to people if that's not an option but that's if he wants yeah. to grow the wedding catering True. the yeah. question is yeah. which do you want to grow and i think it's interesting to decide what you want to grow right yeah. so that's if you want to do the wedding catering is running ads partnering with venues all of these things you've probably done mm-hmm. uh-huh. right yeah except running ads yeah except running ads ads, which is just something to think about. And I really, really liked it. Our Instagram for you event, what Lex said about running ads, where she was like, if you're going to run paid ads, you should hire someone who knows how to run paid ads. And you know, you were at our Instagram live event and you catered it. Mm -hmm. And after the event, I interviewed these two really awesome guys who have done over a million in ad spend and are very successful. And we're adding that to the course for things you should 
know before you run paid ads. Cool. So you'll be getting that soon because yeah. you oh, were goodness. at the live event. So yeah. we'll have that. So I think that that could be really helpful to look into that because we're not experts at No, paid but ads. I do think that they do have the, the capability to hone in on a specific person and you need a specific yes. person. Because yeah. yeah. it's hard. Like, uh-huh. I don't even know if influencer stuff would work as well because it's like, yeah, yeah. what are the odds that we know someone that's getting married unless you were targeting like certain influencers that had audiences. And I still feel yeah. like the parents are making the decision. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of roadblocks you hit, right? Yep. And so I feel like Facebook kind of helps you really hone in on exactly who you're looking for and they're yeah. a really reachable yeah. way to do it. Well, so. and it's the, what do they call it? Like the pixeling, the pixel, which okay. is the thing that like tracks like, oh, they're looking at this venue and then it's going to follow them around, right? Yeah. It's like cookies, uh-huh. but they call it a pixel right. now. Uh-huh. Look at me I learning new things. Cool. I know. I mean, I, right? And I I'm probably, people who know what I'm talking about are like, she's not explaining yeah. it, right? <laughs> but definitely something to look into. For sure. Now, when it comes to Beehive provisions, what do you think about influencer marketing for Beehive provisions? I mean, I think that could be super awesome just because it is easily accessible, especially if you can get to a point where it's being shipped. Mm-hmm. And if you're working with influencers that can take that but and even show it how they're using it. he's in Utah County, yeah. which is influencer central, yeah. Yeah. right? And uh-huh. we're like in freaking Mormon County, which is big families, big yeah, family big reunions. Like big all the baby blessings and baptisms and all these family gatherings. Now, like are you, you thinking just... for baby blessings and gatherings? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're just like, yeah. if there's a group of people, I have better food than like the sloppy joes yep. and fruit salads, right? It, it has the advantage of kind of being able to be done off the grid, but it could easily be done in... I don't, I mean, a home kitchen, right? I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's I just feel like Utah and- people are entertainers. Like mm-hmm. they do events but for everything. I feel like what's going to happen here is unless you decide to pick a market and get specific about it, it's going to be like, sure, it can work for everything. And that's never the way to grow anything quickly. We know the way to grow anything quickly is to be more niche uh-huh. and then expand. Yeah, uh-huh. that makes sense, right? It's just like, yeah. so just kind of go after these off the grid situations that there's really nothing else in that space yeah do you feel like that's what the market has demanded thus far um like how many requests would you say like like we're going on a family reunion because here's the issue with this this is the problem with this product i'm planning a family reunion once a year once every two years seasonal for sure and then i'm hearing about it right now on business therapy podcast thinking wow beehive provisions sounds awesome for july for july could you do beehive provisions for companies that don't necessarily want to pay the top dollar for someone to be serving and doing everything they have to heat up their own meals well yeah i don't know no yeah i mean we could one option would be to kind of bleed it into yes these meals are also available hot for the same price you just have to pick them up from our kitchen as well i mean we could yeah yeah no i think that's the thing it's like honestly i don't want to be taking a bag and heating it up unless i have to yes yeah right Uh, and here's here's when i quote unquote have to if it's a meal planning service that someone is providing for me, then that is so much easier. I mean, that is the equivalent of getting a Trader Joe's frozen meal, Mm -hmm. cutting it open, but it's healthier and it's better and all the things, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's that, or I'm remote. I don't want to slop food out of a bag at work. I don't, and, and not, not to, but like, really, that's no, what yeah, it is, right? Sure. Like I'm getting, I'm getting nitty gritty right. about it. It's like, right. I don't want to slop food out of a bag for a baby shower. Mm-hmm. I would rather get the nice, if I am the type of person who is going to get a baby shower catered, mm-hmm. I'm most likely going to spend a few extra dollars to just get the thing catered. Yeah. Because you and I are both the type of people at this point in our lives 
who would get the baby shower catered yeah. and we would pay the $12 over the yeah. six to $8. Yeah. Right. For sure. For sure. And so you're talking to a different group of people. So that would be, I think one, I think Ashley is absolutely like, I really think that paid ads and looking into spending money on paid ads and working with some paid ad experts yeah. and I'll hook you up with the guys that I've been talking to. Right. Yeah. Like that would be the way to go okay. is working with somebody who does paid ads. Not just trying to do it yourself. Right. Like, we don't want to do that anymore in our yeah. lives. Yeah. We've done these things. Okay. I think especially with catering, it's like you could be doing ads targeted to local venues, photographers. I mean, there's literally so much more. I think the other main thing is you're a pretty low-key guy. You're a very under-the-radar guy. Yeah. You're under the radar. Yeah. So you're not out and about mixing and mingling and networking. Right. And you've done an amazing... I mean, I got you through word of mouth. Right. But I got you through... Who did I get you through? Was it through Amy Haas? Yeah, probably one of my employees. Who is a mingler and a mixer. Yeah. And so I would look at your organization and I would look at your business and I would look at who could you hire or who do you have in place to get out there and get involved? Because I think getting more involved in the community is also another way to do it. And especially with your background in sustainability, I feel like that kind of speaks to your sensibilities. Yeah. That you're a community-oriented person. Right. You're you're not even looking to create this global... Like, you're like, yeah, right. I think it's that way. Like, when I'm hearing you talk, what I'm hearing is, is like, you care about local, you care about sustainable, you care about the community. Your personality, not to overanalyze you, no, but that's right. what I do, <laughs> but your personality is not like, hey, I'm at the event, hey, guys. Here's my card. That's just not your personality. So I'm not going to tell you to do that, but I'm going to say beehive catering could benefit from Mm -hmm. somebody who's a little more like that. Sure. Does that... Right. That makes sense. And so then you could start thinking of what are some you could be hosting or you could be partnering with someone like me or somebody else to be hosting lunches for local business leaders where it's like be it's a beehive lunch and you and these are just ideas, right? Where it's a beehive lunch because these are brand ideas. These aren't just getting more paid customers ideas. These are what do you care about? What are your goals? Like what's the legacy you want to leave behind? You know, and maybe it's a foodie lunch where you're working with local artisans and food people and you're having discussions about sustainability and you're getting together with other people in your community. Maybe there's stuff like that at the farmer's market happening that I don't know about because I'm not tapped into that community, but like really, really big picture. And it's funny because you've catered our Build an Awesome Brand workshop so much, but we haven't made you drink the Kool-Aid yet. We haven't got you in for the down and deep and dirty of your why and like, why are you like, what do you feel like is the legacy you want to leave behind? Like, what do you really, really value? Like, what is your favorite compliment at the end of the day? No, yeah, yeah, she's making you think about it. Yeah. Because right. we, because we can pay for ads and you can grow. Like you build a freaking successful business. Right. And I think you built a successful business because you are a good person with a good heart making good product. Yep. And you work hard and you show up and you do a fantastic job. And I love working with you and I recommend you to everyone. And I would, I don't want to work with anyone else. And that's why I think you're so successful. 
right? But what is it? What is it beyond that? Right. Maybe you want the food to speak for itself. Maybe you don't want to have. You don't want right. to. Right. But yeah. It always has been personal, right? It always has, mm-hmm. and and I it's I want to do that. Still, all right. I, it's hard to think of that becoming not right. I mean, I want to still be that as my as my personality. So in what it to still have that be? I mean, that I'm really the one behind it, and I'm mm-hmm. the one connected. I mean, I, yeah. I do like that as a connection that I really like with people. I like that. Yeah. With the conferences and with the weddings. Like I do care about that a lot. And that's really interesting because you brought that up with the weddings where you're like, it's nice because there's that in-person connection Mm -hmm. Uh and with delivering the business lunches, you're, you're missing that. And I think it might be, yeah, you can throw five to $10,000 at paid ads. Yeah. It's not going to get you the in-person connection. Sure. And so, yes, we want growth, but for me, I always want the fulfillment because growth without the fulfillment, yeah, it, it it's hard. It's hard to really care. Yeah, and I mean, you're a food person, so you're like a work with your hands artisan. Right. I know you care, right? Even though you're like, you know, not crying about it or right, anything. right. <laughs> Maybe we can get you to cry later. Sure yeah, <laughs> if we get you to the workshop. <laughs> and so I would just really think about that, yeah. right? So when I'm talking about these different ideas of like a breakfast or this, like, is there anything where you're like, I kind of have thought maybe. No, for sure. Right. And I think it's, it's partly a function of just feeling like, I mean, like any business, you need to staff it out where you're not running ragged by the end yeah. of the week. And I yeah. can't even think about adding something that isn't necessary. Right. I mean, that's. Yeah. I don't think that process, way, which right? is why I have a lot of emotional breakdowns, but like, that's good that you think right. that way. Right. I've had to learn how to think that way. Right. Yeah. Right. Because what, what I've always thought is like, okay, I have this plan when we're kind of slower. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have these kind of pop-up meals where, yeah, we, we talk about, and then it just never happens, which is great. Like I'm glad yeah. that we're never slow, Yeah, but, yeah. It but is, then it will never happen. Right. Right. So yeah. I, I, and so I, I need to, and so I've been kind of slowly building up where I can just kind of step away. Getting the, the systems in place. Awesome. And do you and feel like you're getting there? I'm getting there. And then yeah. it'll be like two people will be sick, you know, and yeah. then it's like, I, I need to be there with a buffer because right now I'm yeah. there sometimes and not there other times. But like, can I just say like, maybe the thing that will get you there with a buffer is doing these things. Probably. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Because this is. Then I can say no to people saying, oh, may I am like, yeah, you guys can do that. Because they can, right? It's just like, yeah. it's, it's hard for me to see it on the edge. Yeah. So I, like, I never have in. time to write my book. Yeah. I never have time to write my book. Of course not. But the book is the thing I want to leave behind. The book is the thing that is going to get me on the stage with the 20,000 people. Yeah. And I want the stage yeah. with the 20,000 people. Yeah. But I don't have time to write the book. And I need more money so other people can do the stuff so that I have time to write the book. Right. But now we're so busy trying to make that money to pay the people. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a, right. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. And so... So just scheduling things, right? And, and yeah. I should pick it like, I won't pick the busiest wedding months, right? Yeah. But like, it's easy, but to get started doing those things where I would love for you to have like some sort of pop up. And yeah. here's the thing about you and your wife is you guys are very plugged into the community. Sure. Yeah. Right. And didn't right. you used to do pizza dinners at your house? Yep. Yeah. It was an open invitation pizza. That's what, and that's where I started making pizza. Now I. That's so I cool. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And I think we could, and I thought of doing the same thing. Just it's, I, again, yes. Like, Oh, I'll have to find a venue. And then I just goes weeks and months. Yeah. But you know, Emily frame. Yeah. Right. That's perfect. Oh, state house venue yeah. and i know she's down to clown we went to middle school so did you go 
to yeah. middle school with yeah, Emily. That's where you bring that. That's so great. And then, like, literally, I just one of my dad's old college friends has this amazing venue in Salt Lake that it has this big stage. And I said, oh, cool. "Do you bring in outside?" And it's in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Do you bring in outside food?" And she's like, "Yeah, we actually do let people bring in outside food." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are these venues are in a similar position as you, where it's like marketing is comping the venue. Marketing is giving away the food and you could spend that five or $10,000 on paid ads, which I think is a great idea. Or you could just spend a couple thousand dollars on hosting like a run of events and collaborating with other people and getting in the community and getting that in-person interaction. And the other thing is, you know, me Yeah. and you know that if you're like, Hey, Alice, like, I owe you. Like I'm always, sure, I always sure. want stuff from John. This yeah. is why right. I, for our, I can like, keep just, a credit running. Yes. Yeah. Full transparency. <laughs> yeah. Like I called John on the phone and I said, Hey, we're doing this Instagram event and I love paying you. I don't really have any money for this event. Like what can we make work? Yeah. Sure. And that's people in our industry in the events industry. That's what, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, sometimes there's hard costs and we have to make certain things work, but like people, you know, florists, artisans, venues, yeah. food, restaurants like you're all in the service of goods and i think that could be so fun get back to your pizza roots yes right get back to your pop-up roots right Mm -hmm. yeah because you're not in the position where I'm not telling you to do this in a community where nobody's going to show up. Right. You have a whole network of people who want to show up for you yeah. and want to eat your food and they don't get to eat your food. And so I think, think of it that way yeah. is you win whenever people eat your food and get an interaction with you. Okay. That's when you win. Yeah. So how can you put yourself in more positions to win? If I'm hosting, you know who you need to talk to is Trent Mano. Okay. Yeah, that's so, what I was just thinking. Yeah, Trent does Convoy. And he also hosts the Sego Awards, which oh, he yeah. started a couple of years ago for women in business. And Convoy is a business. I think I talk about Trump. He's also like with Kiln. He works with the people that okay. run Kiln yeah. and yeah. Lehigh and also Braid Workshop. Yeah. Which is a bunch of like entrepreneurs. Yeah. Like there, that would be a great community for yes. you to run with. Allison Liu yeah, does no, Braid Workshop yeah. and she works with Trent at Convoy mm-hmm. and Sego. I mean, really like we're in Utah County. You getting more dialed into the entrepreneur scene, the tech scene, freaking Silicon Slopes, attending the Silicon Slopes for your own business even. And again, you don't have to do it. You could find someone in your business to do it, but I think you might like people and you might like I think you're very likable. Like, yeah. Don't you like a guy? <laughs> a lot of people so like laid back. People? Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people right. do like really jive with that energy. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And I love this question, like on a broader scale of like, what makes you win? Yeah. And in person interaction for you, you like that. Yes. It fuels making you. Making people happy. Is making people happy. What drives me, right? Right. So. Okay, good. That's good. <laughs> making people happy and you make people happy with your food. Yeah. And so getting you in a position to win more is going to give you more marketing. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like this is pretty full circle where we go back to you were in this really social setting and somebody you're like, I don't know why he chose me. I know why he chose you because if I was going to choose someone to work with, I would choose you. And also I do continue to choose you, right? (laughs) You're an easy person to work with. Yeah. And creatives are not easy to work with. Sure. Okay. Right? Yeah. So like, again, so now I love this idea of what is your unique value proposition? So I think this is something else that we could really think about for Beehive Catering. You're easy to work with. Yeah. 
Yeah. Freaking catering is not easy to work with. Yeah. You guys are a dream. My team loves working with you. I don't mind working with you. You go above and beyond. You show up on time. You always have the right order. We've used you like 10 times. Yeah. We've never had an issue. That's crazy. I'm just like saying that that's crazy for an event. Catering. Like we've never had an issue with your food. We've never had an issue with you. That's amazing. Okay. So I think that, right. Like how long have you had some of these clients? Yeah. Five, five, full five years. Yeah. The full five years, you're not losing people. So really thinking of like, what's your unique value proposition? It's when people want to do catering, because I've done a lot of events and I'm in San Diego doing an event for my mom and dad and they're nice. And they're just like, they gave me way too much food. I spent way too much money. It was an arm and a leg and we had all this leftover food. And I was like, this sucks, Yeah. you know? And especially when people are doing weddings or they're doing business events. Lots of times that's the interesting thing about events is you either get people like me who do events professionally. I am an events expert mm-hmm. or you get people who have never right. done an event before. Right. Yeah. And if you're an events expert, I know how much to value someone who's easy to work with. Yeah. And if you are have never done an event before, you're intimidated about working in events. Yeah. And so this mm-hmm. unique value proposition of we're incredibly like putting that in your messaging, yeah, having that right. be part of your your brand story, having like, you know, like I'm John. I'm an easygoing guy. And it's going to be easy to work with me. You know what I mean? Like this, 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 just like, I was just saying that to Ashley, we had someone else in and she's doing a great job on Instagram and she's sharing about confidence and lifestyle. And I said to her and I said, what's your hook? Yeah. Right. Like what's your unique value proposition? And I think it's really easy to undervalue that unique value proposition where it's like beehive catering, like we're easy to work with. And then I think the other thing that, is something worth looking at and really tying into your story is that sustainability Yeah, because you're an expert in it. You have a freaking degree in it. Uh And I've been trying to reduce my plastic consumption. Mm. It's crazy. Once you start noticing it's, it's disgusting. Right. And so, and I'm not perfect at it at all. Right. I'm not preaching it. I'm just saying I'm trying to make more of an effort. And you guys, even in your containers that you use, we were talking about, you use the paper boxes. Yeah. All compostable. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, Cause we were thinking about how we can reduce waste with our events and oh, we shouldn't give out water bottles because we give out tumblers. So we should just have water yeah. jugs, yeah. like just yeah. little things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of people who knowing that sustainability is a part of your mission, a part of your brand and a part of why you do what you do is going to really matter to them. Yeah. And it's those feel good brownie points. Yeah, for sure. Where it's like the food is absolutely delicious. And then I'm kind of feeling like a braggy snot by being responsible (laughs) about it too. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's so much unreasonable thing, right? We, for a lot of our clients that we do every day, we just send them in reusable containers. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. We watch them 50 times before they, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And do and you feel like you share that story ever? No, not really. Okay. I just keep it inside. <laughs> <laughs> the story of John. So that's, and that, so if we're talking about, yeah, being easy to work with and have it right, is just, then yeah, what's the next steps of how to make those yeah. told, that story be told? So I how think, do people contact you typically? Is it through mm-hmm. your website or is it through yeah, social media? 
It's almost always email. Okay. Website, call, yeah. phone, and email our website. So maybe even for starters, like the signature on your email could be like your name with some little tagline, sure. like sustainable, yes. delicious, yeah. like whatever. Yeah. Yes. Just so that message starts going out. Mm-hmm. That's like a really easy, simple switch. I think switch. there could be some humor behind the easy to work with, right? Like there could yeah. be kind of a, I mean, because it's kind of a weird thing to say, right? Like, yeah. Like, because it's easy to say we use fresh ingredients and it's really delicious. Yeah. Like, and we're easy to work with is a funny thing. Yeah. But you could, I think, kind of work with humor in that way that like. Absolutely. I and that's your even like yeah, the words right. like like a simple solution or like I don't know yeah like right just you words, can do some more subtle marketing yeah that that's subtle that. that like or I mean Ashley gives you subtle and I'm like exactly. and we won't give you a headache and your food yeah. will always be your order will always be correct yeah like right. like yeah. something like that where it's not a hassle like this is where I would want to like dive down into like what's like the type of language you use like what do you use to describe like how yeah. would you describe easy to work with right I I, how I describe it is kind of the right now, like, and I, I have put, I put this in some materials, but basically you only work with two of us who have been there years and years and yeah. just know all the answers. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, that's what I don't like. I, and one of us will be at every event, right. Yeah. Between me and Chris. And uh-huh. so I think we almost function as a wedding planner in some ways to not, yeah. not to oversell it, but no. right, we're going to be like, Oh yeah. Like, cause you're doing this, 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 you're going to need this and that but if you're only having this people there then yeah we have these like really flexible because we've each done hundreds of weddings yeah and we're not throwing so anybody like that in full there service we're not throwing yeah. anybody in there that doesn't really have that like core experience yeah. to talk to people and is this written somewhere do i get to read about this when i go to your website yeah. right tonight. so tonight like tonight. really like yeah. but i'm serious like right. really and like even a post on instagram sure. that says it that then is saved in uh, a wet like faq wedding catering highlight right where it's like you know who will cater to the wedding like ask your own questions you don't need to wait for anyone to ask the questions yeah, right like frequently asked questions questions i ask myself like you know yeah. who's going to be at my wedding like i'm so glad you asked i love that you let it slip where you said not to oversell it i would just watch that story because people want to be confident in what they're getting from you yeah. you're not overselling it yeah. you're just instilling confidence yeah. uh-huh. and i think it's great like don't be anything other than who you are like mm-hmm. again like that's not what I'm trying to do for you. But like, dude, you grew this huge catering company. Food is one of the hardest industries. You've been doing it for five years. You have clients that have stayed with you for the entire time. You've grown this team. I've worked with you for years. I've only had flawless service. You can sell. Sure. Like you can, (laughs) like your product is phenomenal. And you just saying with confidence, like our product, our customer service is phenomenal. And here's testimonials from three uh, key Yeah, that's clients. what I was gonna bring up. Right? And so I need to give you a testimonial, yeah. and then you need to get one of your five-year lunch clients to get mm-hmm. you a testimonial, and then you get a wedding testimonial, and you have three testimonials, and that's all you need. Yep. You just need those three testimonials. Right. I recently read this, and I thought that was great when they're like, if you flood people with testimonials, which is what I've been doing, because I'm yeah. like, oh, more testimonials, and I'm like, no, we just need the three. Yeah. We just, we just like, let's keep it simpler, like speaking kind of to each of your different revenue streets yeah. Yeah. of different testimonials, and you work with people like me, where you're like, this is the kind of messaging we're going for, and I'm like, done, I've yeah. got it, yeah. right? So that's what I really think. Like the two places, like I love how Ashley talked about email, yeah, because that's how 
how you're interacting with people. I really love just taking a look at your website. Mm -hmm. And again, not even a $5,000 website redesign, just adding some more sentences, Mm -hmm. a couple of reviews, and then looking at your Instagram profile and getting that message so that it's everywhere. Yeah. So like, it's that like beehive catering. We have like, what do you say usually? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Because I know in your Instagram profile, you've got modern, healthy, local. Right. But I, I, yeah, it doesn't set us apart from anybody in terms of... Yeah, and get your grub um, on. Right. That's not even you. Right. right. You're not a get your grub on guy. This is what happens is you're running a business and Mm -hmm. you're making food and you don't have time to do your social, but literally taking like two or three days to sit down and examine or listen, you can come to the workshop if you want to come to Arizona, but like literally taking the time to be like... This, these are like, I feel like we've, we've identified the unique value propositions of you're easy to work with the sustainability. Those are things that make you unique in the market. They don't have to be in your tagline. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like those are part of the messaging. It's also interesting. Like even hopping over to your website, just from Instagram, there's no mention of corporate lunches anywhere. It well, says it's like sending you to beehive provisions right now. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Cause we, with us off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the other thing I might do is I might use like a links in bio L-Y-N-X. So when you go to Allison's Brand School, you click here and then it gives you the option to go like this. So you can put your logo there. It's like a little landing page so that you can have different... Because if your website right now doesn't have the capability, that's totally fine. That We've done this. It, also, this yeah. is just nice because we want you to take the Instagram survey. We want you to go to the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. You want to learn about yes. Allison's Brand School, the podcast. My website has all these things. It's just... It's hard to see on Instagram. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what are you looking for? So that's just like a quick thing that you can do today is add that to your, your Instagram bio and then take a look at what you want that messaging to be. Who are you talking to? What are you doing for them? And what is their life going to look like after they get it from you? You're going to have delicious, sustainable food that you feel good about that was absolutely no hassle. Yeah. Right? It's like hassle-free. I feel like hassle-free is kind of your vibe. Yeah. Rather yeah. than easy to work with. Sure. You know? Right. Like, it's just hassle-free, man. Mm-hmm. Just hassle-free. <laughs> you like, like going to, like, my chill vibe yeah, for you. Yeah, that's right. I like that. Don't want to overwhelm you with my energy, job. <laughs> Right? So it's, it's hassle-free, it's delicious, and it's just the best food. Right. You never a bad bite. Right. Never a bad, like, never a bad meal. There's no bad options. I like that. Yeah. Take it to the okay. bank. Exactly. Well, we're recording all this, so you're exactly. welcome. Okay. Right? Like, take it to the bank. Yeah. No bad options. Like, literally, when people are like, what should I order for lunch? That's what I say. I'm like, there's not a bad option. Yeah. They're so, your food is so good. More people need to eat your food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stop denying the I'm people. Not. I'm not. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I, I do like that feedback where people give us from any price point, right? Whether it's yeah. $8 or 80 right? People are like, people are always talking about the food. Like people still tell me it's two years later and, and people are saying how good the food was at my wedding. And it doesn't yes. matter if they spent a lot or not. Like it's just that. So I love yeah. the messaging for your catering for events is something like everyone will be talking about the food. Yeah. Because that's what you're giving them. Yeah. What you're giving them is the result that everyone's going to love that they're going to have such a good time. 
time, everyone will be talking about the food. And so that's something I'm doing in my messaging right now is really focusing on like, what is it that they walk away with? What is that experience? Like, what does that look like? And this idea of clearly stating that. And then what happens is they come back to you and they say, you're right. Everyone was talking about the food. And then all of your employees go, we do catering where everyone remembers the food. And you know, what's so funny is I've been married for 11 years. People loved our cake and I still have a sense of pride about how good my wedding cake was. Yeah. I, as the bride, took a sense of pride providing a delicious something to my guests. And I still have that sense of pride by having you at my events. That's why yeah. I like having you at my events. So like, that's what you're giving people. And you're giving the same thing to employers. You're giving them the sense of pride that they're nourishing and connecting with people they care about in a delicious way. Yeah. I just, you need to get to the workshop because like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to all this, right? Where like, it really focuses on that. Like, I think this idea of connection is really big and probably drives you in your life. Yes. Like, do you have friends like you've just kept for years and years and years? Yeah. Or like, you like the in-person connection, like this idea of connection. It's like what fuels you. And like, you're like, it really matters to you that you or Chris is at the event to have that connection with your client, right? Which in catering could be very not personal when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think really just thinking about that, thinking about that in your messaging and people are going to feel that. And the greatest thing is, is like with food, especially you taste it in the food. You taste the connection in the food. Uh I just went to this tribute performance of Xanadu that they did to raise money for Christopher Clark, the director he got at ALS and he can't speak like it's pretty severe. And they resurrected the show that he directed years ago to raise money for ALS. And then three years later, they did it again. And it was so fun. And I was talking to someone about it and I was like, you know, it's so funny. And I know that I'm so cheesy. I literally could feel the love that every single performer had for the show and for their performance because they were doing it like for free, like as this offering to raise money for someone they loved. And it's the same thing with food. You can taste the connection in the food when you eat it. You really can. And so these ideas of people are going to be talking about the food, like you're going to bring people together you love. They're all going to be talking about together how good this food is, like this connection there. I think it's going to fuel you and it's going to help give you some really good talking points for the people you talk to. So when you run the paid ads, before you run the paid ads, let's get all this messaging so that it's there when people show up and they're like, damn, I'm sold. I'm really excited for yeah. you. Yeah. Do you feel good? Do you yeah. have any other? Yeah. And so partly I, in the in the IG for you, in terms of the four classifications, right? I'm yeah. Like, I was like, I certainly could do a lot better at at least going one of those directions hard and, mm-hmm. and like making it. So yeah, thinking about that personal connection and how to how to communicate that with Instagram followers. And-, and I think at the end of the day, with your Instagram, you just have to decide if that's going to be a place where you do it. And I don't think you feel that motivated to do it because you don't get one-on-one connection with Instagram. Sure. So it's not very gratifying for you. Yeah. And so when it's not very gratifying, it's hard to put energy into it. And so I do think that you totally could go that direction. But I honestly, you only have so many hours in the day. Use it as a portfolio have strong messaging in the captions you do use, use it as a marketing tool and a portfolio. And then aside from that, spend that time and energy you have doing the event. And then when people tag Beehive Catering, they're sent to a very strong Instagram portfolio and marketing tool that Mm -hmm. very clearly tells them what you have to offer, what they're going to get from you and what that experience is going to be like. And so once you have those in place, then it's just a launch pad sending people to where you want to 
to go. Just like my website. Just like your website. It's like another website that people who use social media more can see. And then, you know what, as you grow or time or resources, or you get somebody on your team who's really passionate about it and wants to spend time on it, maybe you film a video every week. Sure, we could spend hours going down that path, but like, for what? I really think you're going to be more fulfilled doing the in-person things, get all that messaging in place, do the in-person things, get your butt to some more conferences, to some more workshops, get out there and mingle with the people. And then maybe meeting the people in person and talking to them is going to get you excited and inspired to share more on Instagram. Because again, time and money and resources, they're all limited. So like in a hierarchy, I would say like sitting down, thinking on this messaging a little bit more. You've been doing it for five years now. Lots of growth. Just take like a little bit to think on it. And then the next thing I would do is put all those changes in place, right? So you think on it, then you execute on it. And then I would just plan an event. Wait for nothing. Wedding season is ending. I know because my makeup artist told me yesterday. <laughs> I asked her, I'm like, what's wedding season? Yeah, right. yeah. It's like these next few weeks are it, So Yeah. So wedding season is ending. This is the absolute perfect time. Fall is absolutely gorgeous. Don't wait. Just plan an event and then go from there. And then, then you've got that messaging. You've got these events. You've got this traction. You've got this momentum. And then maybe you want to look at doing some paid ad spend. Yeah. So you're sending people and it's like this warm traffic you're sending. Like there's interest and there's buzz and there's stuff happening. And you're like, look at them. They're doing pop-ups. They're talking about sustainability. They're right. And it's like, Ooh, I mean, it creates that buzz and that hype. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge good foodie community here. Right. You know, like I, I know because Ellen came into town and I was like, we went and met with Orson Giggy and then we went up to Traeger and it's like Traeger has their huge grills and classes and like, why aren't you talking to them? Yeah, right. You know, everybody wants to talk to you. They do. Okay, <laughs> good. Okay. Well, we'll wrap this episode by saying definitely go and visit Beehive. Is it Beehive Catering Beehive, on Instagram? Yeah. Beehive.Catering. Beehive.Catering on Instagram. All right. Don't you just love John? Aren't you so excited to try some food for him? I really want to give a huge shout out to Beehive Catering. Try them out. Use them if you can. They're my absolute favorite to work with. So let's get into your business therapy questions. Remember, business therapy is cute and fun when you're listening to it and thinking about how it's going to work for other people, but it's impactful and actionable and valuable when you listen to it and ask, how can I make this work for me? So here's your three business therapy questions to ask yourself. Number one, are you featuring your unique value propositions in your marketing? So with John, I talked about him trading out things like get your grub on, which is a completely generic, anybody could say something like that. It's not even how he talks. Trading out something like that for hassle-free catering. Wow, that really is a unique value proposition. Are you speaking to your unique value propositions in your marketing? Are you maybe able to put it in your Instagram caption? You're putting it in your email. Is it on your website? Like I was talking about with John, like who cares? You can do all this money on website updates and spend all this money on doing paid ads, but it's not going to do anything if you're not really telling what the message is when people get there. So often we're focused on growth. We're focusing on getting more people without realizing, are we clearly communicating once people are there? So business therapy question number two is, does your messaging clearly communicate what you have to offer, what your customer or client is going to get from you and what their experience is going to look like? 
Such a good question. Think about consistency across all your platforms, customer interactions, and experiences. Are you telling them what it's going to feel like working with you in the emails, in your Instagram captions, after they buy from you, when a customer service interaction happens over the phone? There's really so many different points of contact. Even thinking about how to clearly communicate your message when you meet people at a party. If you repeat the same thing over and over again, people are going to start repeating the same thing over and over again when they talk about you. Okay, question number three, what is something you could hire out right now to give you more space to do what you do best? Every single time I have hired anyone, I have not known exactly how I was going to pay them. It has started with a wish and a prayer and a hope and a dream. And I take that leap and I have an idea of how I could possibly pay them. And if it's the right person, opening up that space and time is going to free you up to make more money so you can pay them. So just imagine, just do a brainstorming exercise. What is something you could hire out right now to give you the space to do what you do best? Have you stopped doing what you do best because you're so bogged down thinking you need to do what experts and other people are telling you you need to do to have a successful business? I get stuck there a lot. I start thinking I have to learn all these skills in email marketing rather than focusing on what I do best in order to grow. And then I get sad and I get depressed and I don't like working anymore. And then I don't want to keep going and that doesn't help anyone. So always focusing on how can you get back to doing what you do best. Boss babes, I hope these business therapy questions serve you. And I want to tell you something that is going really, really well for us right now that we're so excited about. And it is our How to Make Instagram Work for You audio course. It launched last week. We had a super successful launch, which was really, really refreshing. It was really, really nice this year to launch something and have it start strong. I've had some strong finishes, but strong starts. Oh my gosh, it just was so nice. And I want to tell you something. I appreciated it so much more than I have appreciated any other strong launch because of not having just automatically strong starts for every single thing I've done this year. I appreciate every single sale, every single transaction in a way I don't feel like I've ever appreciated it. I just can appreciate it more fully now. I, I like I understand the scope of the importance of every single transaction so much. And honestly, it's so fun. I am having so much fun. And you want to know the best part about selling our how to make Instagram work for you audio course? People are already loving it. They're already finding results. So our goal with this Instagram course was to help you create a customized action plan for fulfillment, engagement, clarity, and growth using our framework and our tactics that we know will lead to success. So we give you that framework, okay? We give you a new way to look at Instagram and create content for it. But then what you do is you bring what you want to the table. That's how it's a customized action plan. And already people are saying things like, oh my gosh, I am finding relief. Oh my gosh, my mind is being broken open. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel fresh and recharged. Like I can go out there and do Instagram in the way that I've been wanting to finally. And that is literally after one week of selling the course. Right now it's at its introductory price of $199. 
$199 I get is not nothing. I'm not trying to say that that's not, listen, I've not had $100 before and I get it, but you spend that much money without thinking on food. You spend that much money without thinking at Target and you invest that much money in your kids and in other people without a second thought. But when it comes to investing in your dream and investing in your business, are you expecting to grow a business without spending any money? When I started leveling up is when I started investing in myself, buying courses, going to conferences, getting my little butt out of my little bubble and talking to people. So we want to invite you to get in at the introductory price of $199 for how to make Instagram work for you. It has eight hours of incredibly detailed, tactic-packed audio. You hear what I give away for free on this podcast. My paid courses are unbelievable. It's a $400 course that is on sale right now. Ashley and I just ran some numbers. We're going to be doing a webinar. We have $4,600 of value in the course now that we've broken it out. We were saying $2,500. We did the math and we're like, this course is worth over $4,600. Get in now. Now, if you want to get your little booty to something, we are also selling our tickets to the How to Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. And you heard me talking to John about that. So if you're feeling like you really need to have that in-person experience and you want to be guided a little bit more, definitely come to Arizona and join us. You're going to find all the details for both of those things at allisonsbrandschool.com. We're so excited to have such quality products to offer you that I know are going to bring you relief and clarity. And I'm so excited for you to have access to them. Now I want to read a review and I want to say thank you guys so much. You've been sharing about the podcast and we just appreciate it. That's how we're going to be able to spread it and to be able to continue to do it. You guys continuing to grow it helps us have the resources to keep doing it. So this review is from Miriam Sevy and I love it so much. She says, Allison helping entrepreneurs fuels me. The questions she asks her guests are specific to them, but the answers are applicable to anyone with a business. I love that. Journaling the questions gives me amazing insight into my business that I could not have thought of on my own. If I'm having a day, I listen to an episode to get pumped to get my work done. And the work I do is potent and effective. Every episode sincerely changes me. Oh my gosh, Miriam, that review is life. Thank you so much for sharing that. We are going to send you some goodies. So be sure to send your mailing address to info at allisonsbrandschool.com. And we are going to get that to you. Please continue to leave those reviews on iTunes. They mean so much. Get the Instagram course, guys. You're going to love it. I don't do anything that I don't believe in wholeheartedly. I don't share anything that I know won't work for people. If you're sitting there going, yeah, 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 but I do X, so it won't work for me. Just know that it works for anybody with a product, a message, or a service, a dream, an idea, a cause that they care about. That's who it works for. So I had somebody who sells Harry Potter wands say, will this work for me? And I was like, yes. We have people who sell aquatic coral. Yes. A real estate agent. Yes. Nonprofits. Yes. You're going to find so much in it because you guys know I don't just talk about specific tactics. We do do that, but I also talk about underlying principles that are going to help you not just on Instagram, but basically in every aspect of your business. We're so excited to have that at its introductory price. It will be going away soon. So don't miss it. I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you to John for being so open and letting us have this amazing talk with him. I hope it serves you. And I want to remind you, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it, decide to do it, 
every day. Actually, stop. Decide to do it right now and then just get up and do it every day. You're doing an incredible job, boss babe. wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code Business Therapy. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune.